Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show. I'm Audrey Seek. In the world of technology and artificial intelligence, there are individuals whose journeys defy convention and whose stories inspire us all. From an accountant to becoming a chief AI engineer at IBM, this individual's transformation reflects the evolving landscape of innovation. He is at the same time a passionate creator who, when not savoring pizza or conquering ultra marathons, dedicates his time to educating and empowering others on YouTube. With over 200,000 subscribers, his insightful content has made AI and machine learning accessible to all. Let's welcome Nicholas Raynote. He's the chief AI engineer at IBM, and he's also one of the keynote speakers at the Singapore FinTech Festival this year. Nicholas, welcome to breakfast. Thank you for joining us and welcome to Singapore. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, what an introduction. I'm sort of in shock. I was like, wait, who are they talking about? Oh, so happy to have you on. And I do want to start off on a personal note. What an exciting career you've had. You started off as an accountant. Quite a journey, I'm sure, from accounting to your current role. Uh, Tell us about that journey and what inspired this transformation. Yeah, well, I actually started off at what would be the equivalent of the, the MAS, but in Australia. So I actually began as a graduate at the Reserve Bank, and I was working in finance mm. and, and doing a lot with numbers. So there was always that, that passion for math. Yeah. Uh, but very early on, I was actually uh, really involved in coding. I used to help my dad build options pricing models in Excel when I was really, really young. I know it's a little bit nerdy, but over time, I realized that data science and machine learning was something I was really, really interested in. And eventually, I figured, hey, I'm interested in it. Maybe some other people are interested in it. And Mm -hmm. and I began making YouTube videos. And and one thing led to another. Yeah, I actually watched some of your YouTube videos yesterday. It gave my family a a real shock when they watched me learn about machine learning. But um, it sounds like you've had a really diverse career spanning different sectors, you know, including finance, government, wholesale, even retail. Um, How has this breadth of experience really influenced your approach to AI and data science? Great question. I think one of the most important things to think about whenever you're you're looking at these technologies, whether it be AI or data science or generative machine learning, is it all boils back down to the business use case. So even though these technologies are out there, it, it really needs to be backed by a specific business problem that needs to be addressed. So technology is often like the last thing I think about. It's, it's more so what is the problem that we're trying to solve and then taking a look at how we go about solving that. That is consistent regardless of what sector you look at, whether it's finance, government, defense, or one of the other industries that I've worked in. It always starts with a business problem, uh, then taking a look at the data, then maybe taking a look at the technology or type of machine learning model we use. Yeah, well, let's fast forward a bit and go to your current role at IBM. Of course, IBM, one of the oldest players in tech. And to keep up with the changes with the introduction of AI and the involvement of AI, it must have been quite a journey. So tell us more about IBM's latest endeavor in the field of AI and how does it help businesses? Yeah, definitely. Well, we've been doing machine learning and and working with data-heavy applications for quite some time now. As of recently, we've actually began working with clients and our solution suite called Watson X. 
And that really encompasses like three key things, which I'm actually going to be showing at the Singapore FinTech Festival today. So ah. uh, the first one, yeah, it, it's so, so cool. I'm so excited to get to show people. But the first part of it is WatsonX.ai, which focuses on foundation models or large language models. So I'm sure people have, have sort of played around with ChatGPT. So the underlying model is referred to as a large language model. So WatsonX.ai allows you to use a whole range of open source models um, and IBM trained models. So let's say, for example, you're a business or you're a bank and you want to get started with one of these advanced models. Maybe you want to do it inside your own data center. WatsonX.ai helps you do that. But mm. we also give clients the ability to leverage the other capabilities as well. So what's an extra data means you can use it with your own data and governance, which I'll probably talk about a little bit later, is the framework that helps ensure that you have trusted, secure, safe, governed AI. Yeah. Well, looking at Singapore specifically now, are there any AI projects or initiatives that IBM is currently undertaking in this part of the world? How do they contribute to the region's technological uh, advancement? Most definitely, yeah. And I mean, in as of 2023, IBM's actually celebrating 70 years in Singapore. So we've been here for, for quite some time now. And we're actively working with clients. A big part of why what I do in, in client engineering is I actually sit down with clients and help prototype these projects. But I can't take credit for all of these. These are from some of the amazing people inside of the Singapore team. Uh, we're actually working with the IMDA uh, and HTX and the Singapore Civil Defence Force, and we're collaborating on a new 5G project that will help enhance operational readiness. Mm. We're actually working with Starhub as well. They're doing a prototype with WatsonX.ai and WatsonX.data. Uh, but my personal favourite is uh, how we're collaborating with the Monetary Authority of Singapore. So we're helping to demonstrate uh, the MAS Veritas toolkit integration with our governance solution, and that will help particularly financial institutions institutions to ensure that they've got a solution which allows them to use large language models and all of this cool generative tech that, that we're seeing out there, but in a safe, secure, governed manner and one that adheres to regulations which are undoubtedly going to be coming. Yeah, some exciting stuff. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the evolving landscape of artificial intelligence with Nicholas Raynaud, who is the chief AI engineer at IBM. So, Nicholas, you know, 2023 has seen its fair share of tech buzzwords. Uh, generative AI is definitely one of them. Tell us your thoughts on Gen AI. What are the key considerations for companies or governments looking to adopt Gen AI? Yeah, I think most importantly is it's really, really important to get started mm. um, because you're going to begin to see and explore and experiment with how this could potentially change your business. But underlying that, it's important to also come up with a specific business problem that you're trying to solve. So um, just going out there and sort of throwing tech at the wall isn't always necessarily going to lead to positive solutions. So yeah. um, getting started as, as soon as possible, making sure you address a, a specific problem that, that you've got within your business is absolutely critical, I personally think. Some of the stuff that will probably come down the, the pipeline soon in, inside of the machine learning field will, will be smaller, faster, more efficient models, which will mean that, that organizations will actually be able to, to harness their own IP to, to train one of their own models as well. Okay. Well, I want to talk about IBM being clear about its commitment to responsible advancement of AI. You guys have been very open about how important that is. Uh, I want to talk more about the company's collaboration with NASA uh, to build an open source AI geospatial foundation model for climate scientists. Uh, how is this collaboration going and uh, what insights and advancements has this collaboration unlocked? 
Yeah, they're going brilliantly. And it's just one example of where we, we look to collaborate with um, data, the other uh, organizations to be able to go and, and drive technology forward. We've actually built that model to help with the flood and burn scar mapping. Uh, and funnily enough, it's actually demonstrated to date a 15% improvement over state-of-the-art techniques um, using half as much data or labeled data as, as previous uh, methods that have been used, which is absolutely crazy because tr- to train one of these large language models or a foundation model, it takes so, so much data. So a, a 50% reduction in the amount required is, is absolutely huge. Um, and that's not all, right? So that model can actually be taken um, and redeployed once fine-tuned for things like tracking deforestation, predicting crop yields, or uh, detecting and monitoring greenhouse gases as well. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it is there for good. Yeah. Now I have to ask you, Nicholas, I must ask since I watched you yesterday, uh, in addition to your professional role at IBM, you also run a pretty successful YouTube channel to inspire young individuals, maybe those exploring careers in data science and AI. Uh, can you tell us more about your motivation behind this and the impact that you've seen on, uh, on your audience? Yeah, most definitely. I remember when I was just starting out in the the field of IT and as a developer, I actually had a senior developer and we were in the back of a taxi and I asked him why he was willing to spend so much time training me. And what he said back to me is it's stuck with me since then. He said, knowledge is one of the only things that you can give away and never lose. Uh, And I've never forgotten that quote. That's a great quote. As I've learned. Right, right. Um, as, as I've sort of gone throughout my career, I figured, well, I'm learning all this stuff. I would love to be able to give back to the to, to, to the community and the audience, which has given me so much. So YouTube has definitely helped me do that. I've also shared a ton throughout a whole bunch of my social channels. Plus, some of the, the projects that we've actually had a chance to work on have gone on to feature in people's PhD theses and a whole bunch of other really interesting use cases have come out of it as well, which has uh, been at probably one of the most rewarding things I've done. That's great. And I did try uh, learning about machine learning API in 15 minutes yesterday. Didn't quite grasp it, but I'll have to go back and continue watching your videos. (laughs) Uh, And before you go, Nicholas, in a rapidly evolving field of AI, if you had to paint with a broad brush, um, what are some key trends and innovations that you believe will significantly impact the industry? I think most importantly is we're going to start to see the rise of smaller, faster, more efficient models. That will mean that companies and enterprises are able to take a baseline model and fine-tune that model for their own use. Uh, So this means that you'll have fit-for-purpose large language models that you can take, deploy anywhere. So companies will be able to harness their own intellectual property inside of one of these models. Mm. Obviously, you've probably already seen this throughout the industry already, but uh, there's going to be a lot more regulation or a set of standards which sort of govern how we go and use these technologies, particularly generative AI. So I think being prepared for that, that sort of governance play is, is going to be absolutely critical to be successful in this field. Amazing. Well, lots more exciting stuff to come from IBM and other tech players, I'm sure, as we experience the evolution and advancement in AI. Nicholas, thanks again for your insights and your time. And I hope to see you at the FinTech Festival later. Definitely. I'll, I'll stop by your booth. Fantastic. We were speaking with Nicholas Raynaud, who is the Chief AI Engineer at IBM. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.